everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 375. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ronma S. I am Mako-chan. And I'm Ichigo Rockefeller. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> and I'm Ichigo Gami. <laughs> I'm suddenly reminded of that one that one line from from um from Jurassic Park after you said that. Or Dr. Which Malcolm. One? Where you think you should where you I don't the science is really what you should have done instead of you could have or however that line goes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I think I know exactly which yeah. line you're talking about. And it's the middle of the week. I mean middle of the month. It would be nice if I could just take down the air conditioner right about now. That that would be kind of nice. But um, I guess I'll have to deal and pay more money after took us. But anywho, we are live tonight, week of September eighteenth, two thousand eighteen. We're here on the Vogue Network Tuesdays at nine thirty p.m. Eastern, with replays Thursdays at two p.m. Eastern. Check out our interactive chat room at live.vognetwork.com. Chat lines such as Merc X Chat Chatzilla can use irc.gamesearch.net. The chat room is Vogue, V-O-G. You can head on over to AnimeJamSession.com slash Vogue Network, and you can join us if you have Chatzilla. You may get a prompt to say yes, and you can join the chat. You can also find us at WebChat.GameSearch.Net. Chat room is Vogue, V-O-G. And we're also on Discord. You can find us at VogueNetwork.com slash Discord. So come on in. The water's just fine. We're having a grand old time. Um, check-ins are now live, so, so earn your Vogue points. Um... If you're listening on the podcast feed, there is a passphrase somewhere in the episode. When you hear it, head over to vognetwork.com and earn your points. Simple, easy, effective. Let's get the show on the road because we have a lot to cover tonight. Um, let me adjust volume here. Okay, whenever I... All right, all right, any of you? Huh, you can go over there. All right, so um, Ari is not on tonight um, because stuff that we're talking about we're, we're gonna, I know we're gonna take up a lot of time, so I just figured it'd be you know just us talking about the cons. But he will be back next week, so and I know he has some cool stuff to share with us. So definitely stay tuned for episode three seventy six. But anywho, we're on three seventy five. We're gonna go around the room with. Let's see, am I doing that? Or, wait, yeah. All right, I made some slight changes to the outline. All right, we're gonna go around the room with. How was your week? How was your day, Mako Chan? Uh. Week has been interesting, um, besides the convention. Uh, I have been trying really, really hard to hold off on going back to the dentist until my new insurance kicks in from the new job. And unfortunately, that's not going to work. So Thursday, I get to go in for a root canal on my own dime. Mm. Very much out. I, I, I trust me. I understand your pain. Yeah. So I mean, uh, other than that, and uh, you know, just work and dealing with the pain of owies. That's about it. As I say every week, I lead a very boring life. Mm. I think we all do, for the most part, if you think about. It. I mean, other than trying to get stuff together for 
costume and cosplay shenanigans with Saya and Yatan when I go to visit them in October. Uh, that's about it. I'm very happy to finally be putting this cosplay together. Hooray, beer! Yay! Hooray! Which cosplay is it, Mako-chan? Um, I finally, just because I will have some people to actually cosplay with, I'm doing a punk version of Jupiter. Yay! Punk Jupiter! Awesome! Yeah, so really kind of excited. I've got... You know, I, I've been collecting pieces for the costume for quite a number of years, but this just means that I got to finalize it. So come the end of October, uh, we're going to have some very much fun times. And Man, I'm excited. I'm super excited for you. I wish I could join you. I do Punk Saturn or Punk Mercury. Oh, sounds like a lot of fun that would be fun too we'll just have to do it at a closer convention definitely punk scouts for the win woot i guess that means i have to finally get off my ass and do punk artemis huh yes yeah. damn yeah mm-hmm. ichigo how was your week how was your day Oh, um, well, my weekend day, it's been a doozy, and it's still gonna be a doozy, and, uh, yeah, so, I am part of a group down here in the capital area that, uh, takes lots of photos, and does all that kind of stuff, and meets up to do that, and so I and my lovely hubses went to a meetup where it was fantasy and, um, history-themed at an old historical building because we have a lot of those down here and um took photos so for those of you who follow me on facebook you should see some of my lovely sansa photos if those of you are game of thrones fans um and stuff like that on my page so that was exciting and then this coming weekend i will be at a steampunk festival in pennsylvania showing off my hogwarts line again so that is also exciting um yeah just a day in the life of a magical girl. Woo! Yay! Wait, is this me? Or did... Oh, Winamp, don't do this to me. I'll let it do its thing. So, anywho, my weekend day was hanging out with Mako Chan as we covered J1 Con. Other than that, it's been kind of quiet and just cleaning up around the house, running updates, and just. Eh, just doing stuff, you know, so. Um. Can't think of anything else, so, you know. I think this is probably one of those weeks where, you know, it's just been a very quiet week where we don't have too much to talk about and so forth, so, you know. So, yeah, that's been our weekend day. Um. Before we continue in, uh, I got some notes here. I will be making a Facebook po I mean, po post about this for next Tuesday's show, um, episode 376. That will be our back-to-school pre-show. I'll be making a pinned post wanting to know, what was your favorite cartoons you enjoyed growing up? 
like for Saturday morning, Sunday morning, weekday morning, weekday afternoon, and so forth. We may have those in our awesome extended playlist going for a solid 20, 25 minutes. I hope you enjoy it. Also, um, as we mentioned last week, we'll be slowly be making the transition to Twitch TV. Uh, the Shoutcast stream that you hear, Vogue Network, and the live shows such as us, Bobby Black Wolf, Orange Downs Radio, we're all making a transition to Twitch. Uh, the audio stream will be going away. Um, as for our musical playlists and pre-shows, that might be up in the air. It just depends on how things go. We don't get flagged or anything like that. So we will keep you posted. We'll slowly make the transition. Um, we're going to somehow make this shit work. So uh, let's see what else is going on. Um, also, um, I'm we I, depending on how things go, we may push off the back to school episode till the following week. Um there was a death in my extended family, so I don't know what's going on with that. So I just have to figure out how things going. So I, I've already mentioned this on my personal. I probably will post this on my page. I just want to say to everybody, thank you for your kind words. Thank you for everything. I am passing this along to my cousin so he can make it through this. So I'm pretty much being the strong older cousin, so I guess. I don't know. I'm just making sure everything is going to be chill and a-okay. So that's all that is. Um, let's see what else is there. Um, I think that's it. And I just realized um, I had an article from last week's news in the, in the outline, and I just deleted that. So that should update shortly. <laughs> okay. Um, any other minor shit? Mm, no okay all right so we're gonna go ahead and take our first break and when we get back um itchio's gonna tell us about her adventures in hotlanta with dragon con lots of fun there not so many dragons but lots of fun okay toru if you say so <laughs> okay we'll be back
Okay, now I remember what I wanted to talk about real quick. Um, we, we have a, a little bit of time to discuss this, and I'm trying to keep it capped at three minutes if possible. What is this shit that people are losing their minds over the fact that Bert and Ernie are gay? And look, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. I don't know why you're getting upset over this. If they are, they are. If they aren't, they aren't. Don't force the issue about this. What matters is the fact that for for as, for as long as Bert and Ernie have been on TV, they have been teaching your children how to be friendly with others and learn to play with others and have fun. Teaching, okay? That's what matters. So if Sesame Workshop is saying they're not gay, respect that. I mean, fuck. You're going to say that they're gay because two dudes share a room? I mean, they have separate beds. Fuck, I slept on one of my friend's floor for like two, almost two freaking years. I mean, shit. Fuck. How many of us have shared a fucking bed with someone at a con? I mean, come on. Well, that's all I got to say about that. What about y'all? I mean, I thought it was announced like a decade ago. No, they didn't say they weren't. I mean, in all honesty, I think a lot of the demonstration of it and the power behind it is the fact that there's a lot of adults now that grew up with the fact that they were friends at the time that shared an apartment or a room. And so... I'm guessing now someone in corporate or someone in that part of society in the higher up thought it was, you know, business or would attract attention, which it apparently has. Yeah. So what does that do, Adam? Mm -hmm. That brings business, good attention or bad attention. It's attention to a franchise that really hasn't gone through a lot of upgrading and updating since... Uh, 20 years ago. I mean, I'm sure that they've gone through new companions and new people and everything, but they're puppets. Um, and they're humanized puppets and everything like that. And it's really fun that they have their own personalities. I'm sure that they have their own Facebook page and all that fun stuff. But a lot of it is that someone in corporate decided that with the relationship that was built for these two fictional characters, that it would empower, either empower those who are homosexual or gay to I guess like it represents it in childhood Uh, in a way that is not threatening yeah I think you you shot way over it I don't know I overthink things I know I know I know a lot of times when you overthink things you bring good shit to the table we can discuss (laughs) I know but it takes forever but But, yeah no I think it's just somebody in corporate it wasn't somebody in corporate it wasn't someone in corporate it was a former writer Oh, okay. Well, I mean, it's still a former writer is someone who is feeling like they have a connection or they have a a responsibility or an ownership over a franchise and they're feeling like they need to bring attention back to it or or represent something they feel is unrepresented. See, my thing is he basically said, well, I wrote for them and I'm gay, so I figured they were gay. Exactly. Okay, so he can also be... You know, that's all well and good, but... My my thing is, this is a show for kids. Three-year-olds, four-year-olds, two-year-olds really don't see that. And 
being a two, three, or four-year-old really don't give a shit about it. It's true. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, it's this not is that it's... adults yeah. bitching about a kids show, and as multiple people on the show this show has talked about before, <laughs> yep. if it's not for you, shut the fuck up. And mm-hmm. since this is not for any of us, and it may not even be for your children, it's not like they're going to be showing anybody, anybody sleeping in the same bed. They're not going to be showing, you know, people making out. They're not going to be showing people screwing each other. Mm-hmm. So it really has no basis whatsoever on the show. Absolutely right. Very eloquently put. And I think, again, yeah, it's the whole instance of, like, adults projecting onto a show that's for kids. So I think that's where we should cut it off. I think that's where we should leave it. And I feel like that's a good place. Yeah, because I think we're going on this tangent. You know, I don't, to be perfectly honest, there are some people who are saying that they, I I don't want to say the starting, let them have, let them have, let people have their moment. Whatever the hell you want to do in fan fiction is up to you. Mm-hmm. Did that you really? does not mean that you can actually project that onto the actual Exactly. Show. That's what I meant. Projecting. Yep. I feel like we need a Batman segue into something <laughs> else. <laughs> All right. Dragon Con. Ichigo. Talk. Okay, I'm making my own Batman. Um, um, so I'm sorry, <laughs> it needed it. Um, so Dragon Con. For those of you that don't know what Dragon Con is, raise your hand. I mean, I'm joking. I can't see it. So, for Dragon Con, it's a con in Atlanta that's 87,000 people strong. Which, if you've never been to an anime convention, think of it three times the size, and not just for anime. What you say? There are other fandoms? Why, yes, there. Poor neckbeard, sir. There are other fandoms, and they may or may not be canon. And there may or may not be some of your favorite writers of your favorite series here. Mm-hmm. Heck, there may even be original Star Trek actors here. And there were. Oh, it was wonderful. Okay. So, <clears throat> and as the name uh, does not give it away, there are dragons, but there are not a lot of dragons. It is not a, uh, which has surprised me. There was actually somebody who thought it was a convention specifically about dragons it's not um there is a little bit of game of thrones here and there and there is some other stuff but it is not a con specifically for dragons okay now that we've gotten that out of the way this convention uh spans the atlanta um atlanta like downtown so pretty much like you know where william street studio is that makes a lot of animations and stuff it kind of spans from like there until it's pretty much in the Peachtree Plaza. So mm-hmm. it takes over five hotels, I think like seven hotels now. <laughs> and it basically takes over there for the whole weekend. And from the whole weekend, what I mean is Labor Day weekend, plus some. It's basically from Wednesday night until Monday evening, this convention happens. Because there's a pregame, okay? So Thursday is when this convention kind of happens. But then uh, there's a few events that are official. So... I got down there on Thursday, and unfortunately, 
my roommate was not feeling well and she was supposed to go with me to what they have called the bunny hutch party for those of you mm -hmm. that don't know the bunny hutch party is a cosplay party based loosely on the idea of playboy bunny so for those who would like to make a costume or a bunny suit or a hef outfit um barring all the bad stories behind that it's just pure fun um it you can't you can make a little corset bunny suit and go have fun. Um, there's everything from a bunny suit Dumbledore and the Hogwarts students to uh, Doctor Who to uh, Judge Dredd to Terminator. I mean, you can pretty much bunny or half anything. Um, for me, for the record, I was supposed to be Bunny Starfire and my friend was going to be Bunny Raven. Unfortunately, she didn't feel well and uh, because it is like an eight-hour drive, Mm -hmm. Um, it was like a 10 hour drive by the time we got there. <laughs> I was really tired. So we just decided that better to be rested and start the day fresh than go out and party until three in the morning or later, which DragonCon can party late into the night. They even have historical forums and stuff about people who party past 3 a.m. Um, <clears throat> and basically we decided to sleep. So mm -hmm. we slept. Because she originally hadn't been feeling well. So we decided to just call it a night. And so the next day, I got together with a group of my costume friends. And we were um, elementals. So for those of you who believe that cosplay is only for those things that are canon or of genre. No! At Dragon Con, you can actually cosplay things that are not canon. That might even have come from your own head. Mm -hmm. Um and it was a lot of fun, actually. I was super surprised, honestly, with how many pictures I got taken of me, specifically, and then also of the people that uh, wanted pictures of me and my friends together. I'd never really had that experience. Okay. I know um, it's really weird. Okay. Uh, but, Ichigo, we're, yeah. gonna, we're Go ahead. breaking here. Um, Bobby Blackwolf is here listening in on us. So he, he's throwing in some awesome notes. He is letting us know that... DragonCon was started by the sysop of the Dragon BBS in Atlanta in the mid-80s, thus the name. It was a Dungeons & Dragons BBS. I like oh, that's that. that's cool. I like that. It's really funny because they came to my college town back when I was in college, which was a few years ago, and uh, they actually had a table, and it was like they were a small con, but they'd been around for a while, and so seeing how they've grown, it was amazing. Um, and he's also talking about the, uh, the, the, the Marriott carpet. Can you cosplay a carpet as we're talking about cosplaying non genre things? Yes, you can cosplay the carpet. Um, however, they have changed the carpet. However, I, I think they really should stop cosplaying the carpet. Yeah. Cause <laughs> well, old joke is old. All right. Okay, this, so all right, this old is... joke is old Mako, but it is a sense of community in the dragon con realm right. and you'll, I'll tell you a little bit later about some more of the community things that Dragon Con does for conventions that a lot of conventions don't do. Well, I will, I will, I will say this real quick. Um, yes. If you're going to cosplay the carpet, you might as well cosplay the C&D that came with that as well. Yeah, and we, I think we've talked about See, that now, before. That would be funny. Yes. That um, would be funny. Yeah, that would be a continuation of the joke that isn't... But there is a cult... There is a... Dragon Con is kind of a giant community of people and the thing is their target market is primarily families during the day 
But after about 6 to 8 p.m., it is definitely adult target. So, and, and this convention doesn't stop. Like, it starts, like, people, I, I have friends that say Sunday is the new Thursday. <laughs> what do you mean? And, like, have gone down on Sundays now and enjoy the, the town. Because this con takes over the aquarium, which Atlanta's aquarium is one of the biggest on the East Coast. And it takes over downtown and it takes over so many, so many places in this area. Like it is amazing because there's industry professionals. I got to shake hands with Voltaire, Aurelio Voltaire, which was, who was like a goth band guy who also hosts his own YouTube channel on goth home, homekeeping, housekeeping. And I got to meet uh, Captain Robert of, of Abney Park and give him a little side hug and take a photo with him. Like, this is the kind of convention where you can actually meet and greet and shake hands and hug and get a picture with industry professionals or actors and actresses because Atlanta, hi, where's the Walking Dead film? Where does it say? Made in Georgia. Before, like, before we continue, uh, yes. let's all wave at Bobby Blackwell because he's an industry professional. Hi, Bobby. Hi, Bobby Blackwell. Hi. Industry professional. And just, okay, and just, I will not lie. And just so you know, in tw as he says, in 2045, Dragon Con will begin in February 2041. Oh, my God. Four years of nonstop partying and boozing. I don't think my liver can take it. I feel like I would die. <laughs> um, But, yes, so the only problem, Bobby... The only problem is I had some issues with some of the industry professionals there this year. And that was because uh, they were industry professionals in the costuming, cosplay, and puppet building and all that stuff. And they didn't demonstrate proper safety protocol. But a lot of that is just because I'm nitpicky and I don't want these kids losing lungs over using barge contact cement or resin-based or fiberglass adhesives and not using the proper safety equipment and not knowing what an MSDS is. Which I know, MSDS, they're changing the name of that soon. But anyway, continuing on. Uh, but that was, like, the only downside I had. Uh, so, besides, obviously, getting sick. But we're going to go into it. So, I kind of give you the idea of what you can do costume-wise. What the weekend itself is. Who, yes. Good job, Bob Coffey. Material safety data sheet. MSDS. Yes, uh -huh. I had industry professionals that looked at me side-eye. Because they didn't know what the hell I was talking about. Yay! Um, anyway, so party for us started Friday morning, got dressed, elementals, went around the con, took pictures of Wonder Bread Woman, <laughs> and lots I of- I saw pictures of that, yeah, and that, it was amazing. That was cool. There, there are legitimately costumes of Disney villains, Harlequins, um, and Deadpools, and all that fun stuff, and, you know, your run-of-the-mill other things, puns. Um, memes, tons of meme cosplays at this con, but it's enjoyable because everyone understands and respects each other to a certain point. Now, you will always get the people who are super serious, disrespectful assholes who are going to take up their space and not like, and bump you or step on your costume and not say sorry or not say excuse me. Um, but for most of it, it's an enjoyable situation. So, Friday, I believe the panels that I went to, because I ended up, I actually went to some programming. Nice. I ended up going to the, uh, blah, 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 blah. That's the technical term. But it was called Foam and Plastic Series Part 1, Soft Foam. And that had David Elder, Sherilyn Lambeth, and Sean M. Patton 
Um, and they were very, very insightful. They had a lot of really great information about it. For those of you who don't know who Sherilyn Lambeth is, she worked with the Muppet Christmas Carol, The Hunger Games, um, Avenue Q, Star Trek, The Experience. Not That is not the whole... It's Avenue Q, comma, Star Trek, The Experience. Um, although that would make for a funny Avenue Q. Um, Fund it. That idea. <laughs> Pay me. Um, haunted theaters in the Carolinas and lots of stuff that she... She wrote a lot of books on it and everything like that. So she was very cool. She did know about her safety protocols and things like that because she actually works freelance with studios and they, they are the ones who maintain that. Um, unfortunately, with some of the others, they did not do that and it was just a little disappointing to me because um seeing presenters who there were a lot of very young costume builders and and cosplayers and people who were looking at building armor and things like that and these foams and and fibers and things can be very volatile when they're heated up and release toxic fumes even even <laughs> like hydrochloric acid gas like that mixing with your lungs you get liquid hydrochloric acid and you die so i was just a little disappointed with the way they handled it as professionals, but they did have a lot of great insight, great information on glues and things like that and everything like that. So if you guys, anybody wants my notes, I do take notes during my panels that I attend. Um, I did take notes, so you can definitely contact me if you have questions about the glues and things like that. Um, yeah. And then what else did I do that day? I also ended up going to a workshop on scale mail basics which was awesome and it was being run by Stephen f taylor of uh wolf oh gosh he owns his own store and it's like wolf armory i'll have to look it up for you guys but he was super awesome and he's just a really great guy um he is super knowledgeable about chain mail and he does these uh lone wolf armory he does all these workshops. So the nice thing about Dragon Con is you can actually go in and do hands-on workshops that the panelists actually get reimbursed for. Nudge, nudge, Katsuka, nudge, nudge. <laughs> Wait, um, okay, okay. Um, you can actually handle things like scale mail and chain mail, and you get the tools and the supplies, and and you don't have to have somebody standing at your door going, are they actually going to do this thing in workshops? Yes, you are actually going to do these things in workshops. Um, they have everything from synthetic wig styling to electronics for cosplay to people building steampunk guns out of water pistols. Like it is just super fun. Um, so yeah, I ended up going to scale mail basics and that was a long <laughs> workshop. It went from 5:30 PM to 8 PM. And then I believe for the rest of the night, I just kind of hung out with my friends. Um, and we just kind of hung out in the convention um, doing something called Swag and Seek. So for those of you who don't know, especially any convention that wants to institute this, um, as long as it's not anywhere near your vendor's hall or artist alley or whatever, there are people out there that would love to give a piece of the experience to people. And so what these people do is selflessly build everything from 3D printed canines from Doctor Who to Dragon Con insignias from previous years to art that they've made to keychains and little knickknacks that they drop around the convention. And you can, like, it's like geocaching for a convention going. And you don't have to pay anything. And you just get to participate. And everybody just leaves, like, they leave, you know, creatures from Harry Potter. And they just stick them in a plant or in the mouth of a fake dino this year. 
the the one of the hotels was Jurassic Park themed. Um, and and you just go find it, and you don't have to pay anything, and you don't have to tell anyone who you are or whatever. You and just join the group and you follow it, and you can find treasure. So that's what I did for the rest of that evening. And my, my friend and I also uh, gave out pride and things like that because one of our friends is a cosplay medic. And she goes around and she does the cosplay fairy stuff where she repairs people's stuff. She has her own little tank, literally a t- like a giant backpack of supplies and even a, a flag and everything. Shout out to Paige, cosplay medic. What, what? Hey. And um, so she's just awesome. And she had a bunch of pride to give out. So we were giving out pride um, and things like that. And in general, just having a lot of fun. Um, so that was Friday. And then Friday led into Saturday. <laughs> Um, and unfortunately for me on Saturday, I did not feel great. Uh, I don't know if it was something I ate at the convention or if I drank too much or what, but I was definitely suffering Friday night into Saturday afternoon evening. Um, but the nice thing is that I have amazing friends who will FaceTime me (laughs) and, uh, get a face full of no eyebrows. Well, that's because we love you. (laughs) <laughs> because when I cosplay, I go hard. So I like if I'm wearing for those who who know the cosplay game or the drag game or any anything where you need to change your appearance for certain looks, you will shave your eyebrows, you will shave your hairline so you can look good in lace front wigs. So they got a face full of that because I did not feel well and I basically slept all day Saturday. However, I did get to catch the Star Trek panel, which was awesome. And I also got to catch the, um, yeah, Star Trek panel. And, oh, Dragon Con has what they call Dragon Con TV. Mm. So if you miss anything, you can actually watch some things on TV. And so you can just chill out in your room and not have to wait in a long-ass line outside. And you get to go to things. And it was awesome because I got to just stay in the room. Now, the biggest reason I stayed in the room, and this is just as a as a health thing for anybody, is I felt really warm. And I knew going down in an elevator full of people, because these elevators are never not full of people, and being on a convention floor, I was going to overheat in my costume. Mm. So I just knew... To stay in my room and be a happy little hamster. And my husband was amazing. And he went out and got me a plushie and a chocolate bar and some chicken. And then I was a happy little panda. And I felt so much better. (laughs) And just drank ginger ale all day. Um, But yeah. So that was my Saturday. I am so sorry. I missed the podcasting panels. I really, really wanted to to go and actually meet you guys in person. But I, I just was not... 110% 110% and especially at Dragon Con you need to be 110% to do anything so on Sunday I ended up going to next year yeah we're planning we're trying to go next year it'll depend on our trip to Japan and how much that takes out of us mm. um, I am trying to go next year but we will see because my friends who normally go with us will not be coming with us so right now I don't have a room um but Japan will be in March and April. Anyway, um, but yeah, so we are g- thinking of going next year because John enjoys it so much. And um, yeah, so Saturday ended. Sunday, we went to we went to one of the panels that was being held by a lovely gentleman 
who owns Blackbird Finery. And um, it's the, they have different, what they call tracks of panels. So because they are such a large convention, they, they can't just have one set of panels. That doesn't fill all their spaces, and it also doesn't cater to all of the uh, fandoms that attend this convention. They have everything from, like, autographs and guests to uh, the costuming track to uh, the Star Trek track uh, or, like, the space track because they also have lots of Doctor Who. Um, they also have uh, a fashion track and a Japanese culture track called mm. the Silk a silk track the silk road track and they talk about everything from tea and tea ceremony to j fashion and patterning your own stuff like they they go into the depth of it they have they have everything from pinup makeup to earliest 20th period costume props from ragtime to world war ii like this convention can't be like it can't be bigger but i i don't know how much bigger (laughs) um uh, yeah so I went and saw uh, the masculine. Oh gosh, where'd it go? Oh, here you go. Create your masculine style in J fashion, being run by Jason Merrill of Blackbird Finery, and he's a lovely gentleman. I've met him quite a few times, and he's very, very knowledgeable on that aesthetic. If you want to be a dapper gentleman, you get in touch with that guy. He is super awesome, um, and definitely open to questions. Um, yeah, and they also had people like Alexis Noriega, if those of you who don't know, she is the one that was posted all across Facebook who made the wings that function. So those big hawk girl wings or the big feathered wings, he makes all, she makes all of those. So she was there as well. And it was just a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, Sunday was kind of dress up, see all the friends you didn't see and see all the panels that you were trying to see um then i i don't i don't even i think yeah the rest of the day was basically going to a a community meetup of the swag and seek the geocaching that i talked about earlier and then just kind of going back to the room and then going out to party after but like this convention it somewhat bleeds together because the days just go for so long and you're in and out of costume so much, or fashion, because I wore some of my EGL stuff to it. And you just kind of, like, experience it. As as Garnet in, in Steven Universe says, it's an experience. Like, it literally is. No, 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 no um, that wasn't Garnet that said that. That was Stevani. No, it was Garnet saying that about Stevani. Oh, I thought Stevani said that. Okay, never mind. No, no, it's okay. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's, it's just, it's an amazing place where you can see a lot of people, you can see a lot of different artists. There's everything from independent performers who go, um, if you want to discover a new band, um, if you want to go and see a band that's been playing there, I mean, Steam Powered Giraffe played last year and my friend got to say hello to Rabbit and have a conversation with her. Like it, it. It's just one of those conventions where you go and you have experiences that you can't get anywhere else. Um, I, I, I mean, I don't know. Do you want to ask? Do you want to ask John about any of his experiences? Like, I, I, yeah, that's just my brain. I mean, if anybody in the chat has questions or has any of their own little stories that they'd like to share with us, um, my, yeah, I, I, it is uh, really as, as. Bobby Blackwolf saying it's it's really 25 conventions in one. Mm-hmm. Um I 
I, yeah, if you've never experienced it, just go just once. And you don't even have to go to panels or anything. You can just go to people watch. Um, yeah, it it's one of those conventions where you'll get psycho clown murder zombie clowns meeting up with Wasp from Ant-Man and Wasp. Like, it is one of those kind of conventions. It is just a crazy mishmash of a ton of fun of everything you could want to experience at a convention. And my husband is giving me a smile. So I'm, I'm guessing I'm right. Um, so does yeah. this mean when y'all come around to the big uh, 25th anniversary, you're going to renew your vows at Dragon Con? Oh, no, no. Uh, I've never been one for large public displays of affection. Um, but I, I can definitely see other people doing that. Um, I'm sure that there have been hundreds, if not thousands, if not millions of marriages and subsequent babies that have come from people meeting at Dragon Con. Um, oh, yes. And for the record, I would I would do your ceremony because I am ordained. <laughs> and I would well, do it as... thank you, Ranma. I will I, definitely consider that. And I would do it as Gardabelle. You know, we we also have to figure out what character from Ranma One Half my husband is, because we talk about it all the time, and I still haven't figured it out. Moose. Moose? Oh, he doesn't like Moose. <laughs> um, but yeah, as Bobby Blackwood was saying, Anime Weekend Atlanta, which is actually happening this weekend, wink, mm -hmm. wink, nudge, nudge, for those anime fans who are down in Atlanta right now, um, he says, uh, Anime Weekend Atlanta is pretty much the same experience each time. Um, but Bob Coffey, uh, concurs with that, but also says AWA gets hella legit guests sometimes, though. It even tempts me on the West Coast to go. And let me tell you, um, the, the one year and I And they just announced that they're doing October next year. I know, and there are people pissed off. I'll, let me say this real quick. Number one, the one year I went to AWA, hung out with Bobby Blackwolf, we went to the Waffle House, it was an amazing time. I loved all the old school cosplays I saw there, and something else oh yeah people are complaining because when awa is next year it's on the cusp of blackout dates for holidays and and when conventions move closer to holiday time like we had that issue with anime usa this past year where it was basically on new year's christmas god when was it but it was basically on the weekend of christmas and new year's and so people weren't going to get the time off to go um but and and the fact that like safety because I almost got snowed into the convention, and I was not happy about that. But, um, yeah, I mean, with conventions, I feel like, especially anime conventions nowadays, for those of us who have been attending for quite a few years, they can get kind of vanilla. Mm. Like, they can get comfortable, and they're a flavor we like, and they're a flavor we go back to, but there's not really anything exciting. There's no, like, cake bits or sprinkles or or edible glitter like there's no thing for us as as adults who have been going to these events to experience unless we are the panelists for it unless we push something in it to change and i feel like part of that is people like to go to conventions but don't inherently like to participate in the programming of it or for those of us who program we like to program and we like to create panels and 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 events and things for these conventions to have but a lot of the time there's not really a lot of reimbursement there's not a really good rewards program for panelists or it's there's not a a perk or a feeling that a lot of panelists get like the attendance is low or the room that they're in is too small or there's something that keeps us from doing it um 
I mean, you can also look at staffing things, but again, there's also always con drama in the back end of every convention. You're going to see it. I mean, I, I was a, a volunteer with a few conventions and I, I didn't have any, like, I, I didn't have any privileges to see that kind of stuff, but I still saw how a lot of places faltered. And I guess that's just because I tend to be a little bit, I overthink things and I, I see things that a lot of people don't see. And, um, yeah, I, I enjoy staffing the conventions that I've staffed with. I volunteered with, I've enjoyed my experience. I've had great experiences and great stories, made lots of great lifetime friends and all that fun stuff. Um, and, and run my own department for almost, almost a decade. So it's been exciting. Um, I'm definitely taking a step back myself, but uh, you know, if you want more programming at your convention, your local convention, definitely volunteer, definitely write panels. Don't be afraid. Because every panelist starts out there. Anyway, um, but yeah, DragonCon. That's that's DragonCon. That's AWA if you're going this weekend. Bye. Hi, Paulina. Hey, Lolita Collective. I know you're there. Have fun. <laughs> Sell all the things. I I will try. I, I, I understand. I want to do DragonCon, but there is so much, you know, I keep hearing that the new, that the it gets younger and they're ruining it. It's getting bigger. I just need so, to say fuck this and experience it for myself. And I know. Yeah, I, I would say when you go looking for certain things, you will find them. And and honestly, I I don't see it skewing younger. I feel like if you're looking for stuff to do earlier in the day, yes, there are going to be kids who are there during the day because it is mind. a family convention. Um, yes, there might be kids that are out later than they normally would be for events like the aquarium night or. Uh, the the other things, but they do have adult only experience as well. Like at the Muppet Museum, they actually have a labyrinth dance, Ooh. and I don't think there are any kiddos going to that in full costume. I think that's something Mako-chan would enjoy. Yes, I believe that Mako would like to dress up like Sarah and just be like the princess, lovely. Um, but yeah, not quite. But no, no. I would dress up like a trash person and just carry trash on my back and complain the shit at everybody. But you know. That's me. And as, nope. and as black I, I, I've already done Jareth for Halloween, so I would be ah! going in that area. I'd be your Sarah, girl. <laughs> yes. Okay, this needs to happen. But yeah, <laughs> and, and, and honestly, if you didn't want to have to deal with all the people, that's the nice thing about it. I mean, the only problem is there are a lot of lines. Like for the foam um, panel, they legitimately didn't put it in a big enough room and had to turn people away. But they had a room for 300 people. Now, they also didn't have a great queuing experience. So when people were lined up, uh, it was it was a sardine can, to put it politely. Um, yeah. So there are a few situations where DragonCon can get better. But a lot of it is because they've grown so much. Last year, they were 85,000. I think this year, they were 87 to 88,000. Like... They grow exponentially every year. Um, and, you know, it, again, too, I guess, touching again on how they have a little, a little bit more. They do offer more than other conventions for kids. Um, Bobby is talking about the uh, Kaleidoscope Trek, which is specifically for children, specifically for parents and kids. Uh, the video game track, uh, he is saying, is the only one that's really figured out the queuing situation Oh, and actually DC's attendance dropped this year to 80K? Oh, I thought it was definitely more, 
but maybe it was just that a lot more events that I attended were in the Marriott, and so I felt like there were more people. Mm. Um, I definitely interacted with a lot more people, but I was happy to uh, I was happy to see everyone there. It 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 still felt really really big for me. So I'm correct myself. I'm sorry. It was only about 80k, but it definitely felt more like bigger numbers. Um, okay, so last year still holds a record. Um, they also have a parade, <laughs> which would be the over reason why I would want to go downtown. Um, and it is a fun thing to experience. They actually play. It's like the Macy's Day Parade. They play it on TV and they replay it. Oh, and Mako, for your lovely little uh, dark uh, uh, goth heart, they also uh, have um, funny play on songs that are very geeky and and fun, while also being very tongue in cheek. They have an Adele remix of going to dragon con which is funny as heck i heard that one it is amazing i believe um vog network bobby has played that at least a couple times so it's pretty cool Uh, you just you can't just play it though bobby you gotta show the video that sailor moon dude is off the hook awesome um but yeah uh, they also make their own videos and stuff so a lot of their production stuff is done by their studio now mind you they have a lot of access to things that other conventions don't because they're in Atlanta. They can film stuff with professional grade actors and materials and all that. Well, not professional grade actors, but like professional grade studios and cameras and stuff like that. Cause they have access to it. Or even if they don't, um, the community down there is just, it's awesome. If you've never experienced a convention community in a place, uh, like my, my brain can't make words. Um, but they're really, really great. Um, yeah, and if you've never experienced it at least once, uh, like, just, just watch videos. Like, just watch videos, watch convention reports on it, like, get to know the community that's down there. And if you can, I mean, it is a pretty penny, because it's a bloodbath fight. Like, you guys think MAGFest is hard to get a hotel room for? You guys think Katsugon's hard to get a hotel room for? No. (laughs) Talk to me about the Hunger Games of Dragon Con, where you had to be awake. And I basically stayed up all night because I was afraid I was going to miss it. And then I almost cried because I couldn't get a hotel room. And then I freaked out. And then half an hour later, there were hotel rooms opening up. Like, it is crazy. And the only way you can get around that is if you do Legacy. Which means if you've booked before and fought that war before, like, everybody hold up three fingers and whistle for me because uh, you can get a Legacy room. But if you don't, then you definitely... (laughs) are in the Hunger Games for the next year. Um, but yeah, I stayed in the Marriott the last two years, which uh, is apparently a, a thing. Like, it's it's actually pretty cool because it's one of the main hotels. Um, but, I mean, staying in the Hyatt, staying in the, in the Hilton, and any of the other hotels, to me, a lot of it just depends on what tracks you want to see because the Hilton primarily has costuming, uh, the Marriott is more so for the, uh, the Marriott's more for the uh, guests and panels, like the bigger panels, because they have the big ballrooms and stuff and concerts. Um, and then there's also the Hyatt, which I think has more of the like survivalist panels and videos and stuff like they have. Oh, yeah. And Hilton also has the costuming, the podcasting track, the Trek track and the bit Brit track. 
Um, but you can see that this convention is huge. Like, there's just so much to do. Well, and, let, let me interject here yeah. real quickly. I want to cover so, a couple of things here now. Bob Coffee says, you want Super Hunger Games, EX Plus Alpha? Try for SDCC. This is my thing. Super Hunger Games for hotel rooms and, and passes is when you have to take a personal day off from work to book a room and get your tickets. I see you, Reed Pop. I see you. There's no bitter uh, held resentment there. No, no not no, at all. No, no, not really. Um, But yeah, it has a lot of stuff to do. And not only that, but the Vendors Hall and Artist Alley and gaming, tabletop gaming and board gaming and things like that, take up a room. Oh, sorry. Take up a basically a, a, a conventional renting space that is four floors high that is called America's Mart. And each set has their own floor because it's legitimately not big enough to house everything on one floor. Um, so yeah, it's a big convention. If you have a lot of social anxieties and things like that, definitely go with people that make you comfortable or with someone who can help you. Because even for me, who is an, like a well-versed attendee of many conventions, everything from a 300 person day event to an 85,000 person event, I got oversaturated with media and I had to take a moment during the evening where my brain just shut off and I sat in my room quietly and ate something while the videos that they had playing played because it was just so much. Um, But yeah, uh, in general, just, you know, follow the rules, stay hydrated and stuff and you should be okay. Um, Yeah, it it was a fun con and I don't want to take up too much more time because I know you guys got J1 to talk about, Mm -hmm. but I hope to make it back next year. If we don't make it back next year, we might take a few years off and go back again later. But it's it's been a lot of fun. Yep. And and also, thankfully, Team Vogue, we have they have a legacy suite at the Hyatt, so that's awesome. Um, and as Bobby Buckle says, shower at least once a day. Yes, please. At least. At, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um. Definitely. Or, Definitely on that about about Dragon Con. Who knows? I may just end up going. All right. So we're going to go from one end of the spectrum to the other end of the spectrum. Oh, dear God. (laughs) I kind of feel like I want to play the X-Files theme because for some reason, that's the only thing that kind of describes this J1 Con. Uh, I guess... Well, I'm not going to. Um, I just want to give uh, a little bit of tidbit information first. Me and Mako, we only attended for one day. That was Saturday. Maybe next year we will do the full weekend or whatever. But I just want to let you know we're basing this off of off of Saturday, off of going on Saturday. So the con was at the Showboat Hotel, which. Showboat Convention Center Hotel, which I just recently found out, they are trying to acquire a gambling license, so that's going to be fun. Yeah, they lost their license, Mm -hmm. took out all of the machines, and decided to make it a convention center. That has to be my biggest gripe over this convention is the hotel itself looks like shit. Mm. Um, Besides them just taking out... I I mean, they literally just took the machines out. 
The neon lights are still up and on 24-7. The carpets look like hell. Um, Like, some of them have so much wear on them that you can see, like, concrete underneath. And that's just not on the main floor. That's on the second floor where we were, you know, just hanging out before the after party. Um, if they plan on actually doing something to keep this as a permanent thing, the hotel really, really, really needs to be revamped because the the, the hotel really kind of made the entire convention seem cheap. Yeah. Okay. Now... J1Con, as it was told to me, used to be in a small warehouse in Philly's Chinatown, and it's moved over. It still has that bit of a warehouse feel to it, because as soon as you walk in, first things first, there, there really is no signage. There's no signs telling you which direction is the convention is. But when you walk over, you, you see signs where to pick up your badges, and then you turn, you see like orange, fabric-y, plastic gates, fences around, and a little walkway, and it just opens up. And you have immediately on your left is a couple of vendors, and you walk further down, you have the gaming area and the 3D racing simulator area. You have a section above you that's empty, which I think was for gaming, but people started doing photography there. I know that's what I did. Uh, You walk in further down, you have a section that's all Dealers, Artist Alley, and con vendors, and you really couldn't tell unless you were a bit of a, a convention veteran. You could tell who's who. And then, parallel to that, there was another open area that was a panel room. You walk a, further, a little bit further down, there's another panel room corded off by curtains. I understand the con chair was trying to make things better. And and I get that. But it just seems like this is like a year one or year two type convention. (sighs) I I, I don't know. I'm kind of at a loss for words for this con. Yeah, it's... (laughs) It sounds like a case of the hotel basically being in contract with them and them not well, really being able to arrange something. It's not even that. It, well, it's that. But also, this convention, a three-day con, had 14 industry guests, four musical guests, and 12 cosplay guests, and at least a third of them didn't show up. I'm sorry. There is no convention in the world that should have just as many cosplay guests as they would industry guests. That's oh okay. Uh, I was like, wait a second. I forgot that they had that many cosplay guests. I mean, the thing for me is, if you're gonna have guests that are not industry, which is fine. It's cool to have people who are independent designers and 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 producers and things like that because I'm one. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, if you don't give them a reason to be there, like make them do programming or make them 
you know, situations where you have them under contract, like you're going to treat an industry guest and they just don't show up. That really sucks because there's a lot of stuff. I mean, I'm not sure how big of a draw some of them were, but as far as like creating content and stuff for your convention, to me, that's the best use of cosplay guests you can do. Um, because that, to me, helps them share their craft. That helps, to me, share what they're doing and why they're there. Besides to just sell prints and sit in the dealer's hall and stuff. Which is awesome. It's mm -hmm. cool to interact with your fans. But give them something to do more than that. I mean, and there was only two panel rooms. It was like, this was a... Could, and they were both open panels. Yeah. Like, I, they weren't in a room. They were basically on... You, you step up a couple of steps, and you've got another level in the casino where, you know, specialty games might be. That's where one of the panels was. Just open, completely. And what was interesting, the fact that on the other side of the hotel was an arcade and... Min glow-in-the-dark mini-golf. I mean, the open panels thing is not unheard of because sure. there are events where there are stages in things like the dealer's hall where they're not shut off from everything. But at the same point, were they, like, over each other? Like, they're right next door to each other? Or... They weren't next door to, e to each other, um, but because it was open, it was very loud. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. you know, the, the video room didn't, I, I didn't hear the videos when I was passing the room. All I heard was the background noise because the music that was playing in one of the areas was super loud and it just went through the entire floor. So I don't know if that was something that was planned or if that was just one of the vendors, or if that was, you know, the photographer that was there. Mm. But that music overpowered quite a bit of the area. And, you know, there was just so much open space. Like, we go to conventions and we always, you know, it's like, oh, the dealer's hall, it was so crowded, they really need to space it out. This really could have been um, brought together a little bit more. It was spaced out too much, mm -hmm. especially with all of the empty tables that were in between other tables. Um, I feel that they, at some point, really should have taken those tables out. Because, again, it just it made it look cheap because there were just so many empty tables where people ended up not going. Um, the fact that some of their featured guests at the convention didn't have tables was kind of baffling. Um, wow. I mean, that's that's one of the things if you're going to have somebody and have an industry guest, not even a cosplay guest, this is an industry guest. Mm -hmm. Some of the industry guests did not have tables. They couldn't display their own crap. They couldn't actually, you know, sit and have people come and talk to them or do autographs or anything. Yep. I spoke to one guest and, he, and I suggested that he should grab a table because there wasn't a guest. There was, it was empty. I mean, nobody was there and he actually thought about it, you know. 
to me, a lot of it sounds like the situation with the convention and the hotel couldn't be helped because the hotel's trying to do something new and the convention's stuck with them because of contract. That I definitely agree with, mm-hmm. but some of the stuff was definitely, it, it was Cutting as if, costs. Yeah, it, it was, it definitely felt as if, and I mean, this is not a first year convention. This no. might be the first place that they've had this convention yes. in Jersey yes. because they are a Philly convention. But that being the case, they should have... To register participation for this week's episode of Anime Jam Session on VogNetwork.com, use the passphrase WHITE. Ideas of what worked and what didn't work already and implemented them already. Like, there was definitely not enough signage. Um, Because you're walking into a hotel that is or was part of a casino, the entrance has quite a few doors. So if you don't go into one set of doors that happens to be right in front of, you know, the check-in desk, so you see everything down that hallway, if you go in the opposite side of the entrance into one of the other doors, there's nothing but a wall. Mm -hmm. And there's no signage, so, you know, if you're just going in there for the convention, you've got no idea where the hell you're going. And here is something. Now, one thing we always stress as we said in the Dragon Con review, is shower and BO. Let me tell you, I went into the bathroom, came out, and that funk hit me pretty freaking hard to the point where I thought it was me, and I was checking myself. It should not, funk should not be that bad. I'm just saying, in a space that could fit a thousand people, there's at least... 75 to 100 people around loosely, you know, it mm-hmm. shouldn't. Now, if you now where they had like the main events, it was on the second floor. You go up to the second floor and it's like different. There's an actual place called the mansion where they have meeting rooms and panels and all of that. There is is known the bourbon room which was the house of blues that was perfect if you ask me honestly they could have put this all up on the second floor and it would have been a hell of a lot nicer the big ass buffet table area you could have turned that into the game room right then and there Mm-hmm. yeah it just the way that they did it, especially since this was, you know, just one convention in there mm-hmm. that they, I, I mean, I don't know if the convention decided, hey, we're going to take the bottom floor and then just use the room upstairs right. for the concerts. Or if the hotel itself said, well, we're going to give you this so that when people actually walk in, they see something is actually happening and it's not just boring in here. Which very well could be because, you know, it was only $10 to park where I parked. Mm -hmm. So if that happens to be, you know, really cheap parking and people at some of the other casinos decide to park there and walk through the hotel, the hotel itself is going to want to show something that they're not just a defunct casino. Now... One of the main reasons why we went was to check out Mega Rand because I see him whenever he's in Brooklyn or New York City most of the time, and 
And it's very difficult for me to get into the city because it's usually during the week. So he was performing. So we decided to go. And he was performing at the after party, which was like a really bad high school dance where you can buy very expensive booze. And I said, I'm not buying this. I already bought expensive beer already. But the deal was, you know, now a lot of conventions when they have after parties, generally you hear this more in the comic con scene. Some anime cons are starting to do this. Basically, it's an off-site party. If you show your badge, you get in at a discounted price, If you basically. Or if you're press or industry or whatever, they put you on the VIP list, which is cool. Now, the after party was five bucks if you had a badge. If you did not have a badge, ten dollars. Now, a lot of people don't like when the quote-unquote normies get involved into the into after parties. But here's the thing. Some of those normies could be geeks just like the rest of us. They may not have the money to go to the con, but they definitely want to go to the after party and have fun. So, there was a change. The after party was only $5 if you had a prior year badge. $10 with this year's badge. What the fuck? Yeah, that was not what was on the signage. And we were not the only ones that complained about it. Mm-hmm. But by that point, I just was done and handed over the $10. And I figure that's probably what they were thinking. Yeah. You know, it's the end of the night. These people just want to get in there and drink. So, you know, whatever. I know and, in some conventions there have been talks about just dance tickets. Like, not a ticket to attend any other part of the convention, but tickets just for the dances. Mm-hmm. But you can continue. That That's just something that I've seen conventions looking at instituting recently. Yeah. My main issue with the after party, um, just, you know, the whole clusterfuck of it, they weren't ready. It was supposed to start at 10. The first group, I don't know if they started setting up late. I don't know. They should have been completely set up by 10 o'clock and on the stage ready to perform. Well, the people that were checking IDs didn't have their wristbands, so everybody had to wait for them. And then, you know, they... We're like, oh, well, you know, it's $10 or it's $5. Don't you guys have, you know, something smaller than a 20? Well, no, if you're going to charge at the door, you need to have, you know, proper payment for change. So that pissed me off. And then everything just ran late. And it's probably because I just wanted to see Mega Ran. But when he's telling people... That he's going on at 11. And, you know, I, and I get it was him and he had an opening act with him that was touring with him. They didn't even go on at 11. No. They didn't go on until almost a quarter to 12. Because, again, the previous band was not ready for when everybody walked in at 10. And then they ran long. And then, you know, things had to be taken down to switch from 
one group of singers to another group of singers. So by the time the only thing I was going to this convention for actually came up, it was pretty damn close to 1230 before he even got on stage. Mm-hmm. And that was supposed to be 11 o'clock. Yep. So that... And it's not like they didn't have time to set up. That That's, you know, that completely threw me. There was a two-hour window of nothing in that room. I think they had something going on at 8, but... I know there was a panel going on at eight, but I don't, but I don't know where. So, well, I there was a panel that was going on at eight. I think there was a concert between eight and nine. Yeah, but still, they you know for whatever reason, still had a block of time that these people should have been in that room, had the equipment set up, had everything finalized, and they still ran late. And not for nothing, knowing that I had to drive home, that pissed me off. Mm-hmm. And let us not forget the major announcement that J- there's going to be a J1 Con Jamaica. With what money? I I, I seriously think that was a joke. I, 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 I hope so. I, I can't see them actually being serious about trying to plot a convention in less than a year. In a completely different country. That reminds me of a failed convention in Hawaii. Mm, reminds me of a failed convention in Philly years ago. But anywho, um, as we have always said, a con is really as good as the friends and the guests. And I guess the good swag you get. Most of the time for a con, you're going to have great friends. Guests, we'll see. Swag, we'll see. It depends on how many cons you go to, because you could do a con a weekend. There is a good guarantee you'll be meeting different people every single weekend. Or, if you've got a certain fandom, see the same guest mm-hmm. every convention. Mm-hmm. It depends to me, uh, Ranma, what you go for. If you're a thrill seeker, you just want to go party. There are conventions for that. If you want to go and meet your favorite guest 15 times at 15 different shows, there are cons for that. If you want to just go and chat with other like-minded people who costume and stuff, there are cons for that. I mean, legitimately, if you have an experience you want to have and you look up a convention, there are all different types. So if you go for the experience of hanging out with your friends, awesome. To me, if you go and experience it at all, it's definitely a bonus, and it definitely should be experienced at least once. True. But um, I am hoping that, you know, for next year, they'll move the con to the second floor where it's a lot nicer, things are more spread out. You could probably have panels and actual rooms where, you know... Well, I'm just hoping that the hotel you know, on its winter break, because let's admit it, AC really goes, you know, downhill Mm -hmm. as a tourist spot during the winter. Um, I'm hoping that they just do something because 
you know, whether the convention is upstairs or downstairs, the hotel still looks like crap. Yeah. But yeah, I, I am willing to give the convention another go, depending on the guests. You know, if, if they're going to go with a bunch of cosplay guests because they're cheap and then give out five big, huge 44-inch TVs, they really need to rethink it. Yeah. And as uh, Bonds006 says, can't knock the hustle and make more money like a club, charge what people will pay. Okay, that's all and fine. But then what happens is people get wise to this and they'll just fight back like, no. I mean, if I tell you this now. If that price jumped up to 20 bucks, I would be like, let's go. I ain't sticking around for this. Let's go. I would have I would have saw my boy, bought the CD from him, and I would have bounced. I'd be like, nope, that's it. No. No. Now, as Bond says, they will charge more to fancy up the place. Look, if they're jacking up the prices to make the place look bigger, I can kind of see that. But I want to see an investment in my money. That's what I want to see. Basically... There needs to be some more staffers, more signage, so you know where the staff. Is. The staffers need to actually be wearing something yes. saying that they're staffed. Yes. And I get because I've staffed conventions and I've cosplayed while I was staffing conventions. Same. I always had something on me, big and bold, that said I was staffed. Mm-hmm. And Bond says, sorry for giving you fodder. No, 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 you good. You're, you're just helping push the point across. I mean, if I have to sit here and say this con is along the lines of, of, uh, of Springfest, then yeah. I would say it's along the lines of DerpyCon, but I'm going to hold off on that. That's on the list of possibilities, second chance possibilities. That, that's what we haven't decided that yet. But as for J1Con, this is a bit of a wait and see. I would say, honestly, if you're going to go, bring a lot of friends. Oh, by the way, there was a maid cafe, and I didn't even realize it. Yeah. Everyone yep, has maid cafe. Yeah. yeah, I had no idea. I saw them packing up. That's the only time that I actually saw maids. Ha- have a nice group of, of industry guests and, and musical artists. Small group of cosplay guests. I understand you're trying to appease everybody, but sometimes when you up, when you uptick the um the balance to appease more people a little bit more it's not gonna work and yes bonds i know the maid cafe scene is dead in new york City. it's been dead for at least the last five six years please it's, yeah, it's floating s- somewhere in the go on canal mm. i will well, you guys say though, though oh yeah go ahead Marco. as a plus to this convention there was a lot of really good cosplay. Yes, there was. Like, that surprised me. For as small as this convention was, for as few people as was there, the cosplay was damn good. And this is, and that's a benefit of a con with, with a small turnout like this. This will give you opportunity to get a lot more photos, get you a chance to talk and network and connect with people. I was able to pull off a couple of photo shoots this weekend that weekend so I'm kind of proud of that I didn't have to worry about being rushed or anything like that so we'll see how it goes and we'll see how it goes for next year and now that we got that out of the way we're going to flip it on over to strange news from Japan and 
Can I take the last one? Absolutely. I'll take the second one. Yay! Okay. Let me get into this because I think I closed it down. I closed it prematurely. Sorry. Ayo. All right. So, as the finale, um, I know we've been covering this. But it seems once Conan was done at Conan Town, he did not go home. Uh, he actually stayed in Japan for a little while longer. And yeah, so he decided uh, he actually went to Tokyo and met up with Kojima. Mm. Um, actually went to... Uh, visit Kojima Productions. They have a customary message board for, you know, quote-unquote celebrities that go uh, so that they can sign it. So Conan did sign it and wrote on the message board, can I have a job here? <laughs> uh, so on top of that, uh, they ended up filming something quote-unquote super secret for an upcoming episode of Conan. And rumors abound of what it actually is uh, because Conan does a, a, a little segment called Clueless Gamer. So a lot of people are assuming that the two got together and that Conan may have been testing out Death Stranding. What the fuck is that game? Um, I'm not exactly sure. Because, you know, until a game actually comes out and I get a decent viewing of it, I do know that that is the one... Um, it's the open world environment game. Yeah, it, it's the one that Norman Reedus is in. I know. I know yeah, that. the one no, that no, they no, no, stayed no, the no. release. No, no. I mean, yeah. I'm trying to figure out what is the plot of the game. That's what I meant by what is Death Stranding. Because uh, what the fuck? There's so... a, I, I just know they're in the trailer. He's running around with a baby strapped to his back. I'm like, what the fuck? It's an action game set in an open world environment, which also includes multiplayer function. It's, it's, in, it's a horror action game. Horror right? action, yeah. The connection between life and death. Good lord almighty. Basically a concept of putting distance between oneself and bad things, using tools, and... Yeah. The uh, main it's, character it's dies so and you're sent to the upside down. It. It's really weird. It's, it's, it's very conceptual. Yeah, it, it's a High creepy concept. fucking game. Um, so once Conan was done with that, what else do you do when you have a bit of downtime before going home and you're stuck in Tokyo? You fucking go and do karaoke. Yes, you do. So... They actually went to a karaoke place that has live musicians. So Conan got up and sang Great Balls of Fire and Creep. And then did a duet with a local for We Will Rock You. 
Um, so yeah, that's actually all shared on his Facebook, uh, through live video. He ended up, I guess, going to the hotel to get a little bit of shut eye and the rest of his crew at 2.15 a.m. said fuck it and went back out and did karaoke again. In costume. Because one knows that as one club closes at 6 a.m., another opens. Yeah, on top of that, they basically got home from their trip from Tokyo and the production staff went straight to the Emmy Awards. Impressive. Yeah. That's a lot of Red Bull. mm. So Conan has been going strong. Um, His Tokyo trip will be segmented on his show uh, for new episodes. So if you're interested, you know, go ahead and watch Conan. And if you're not interested, go ahead and watch it anyway. Because Mako-chan says so. Yep, yep. Okay. This one is a bit interesting. A Wakayama cop loses a fully loaded automatic handgun on the street while guarding the prime minister. What the fuck? I'm actually not surprised by this, to be honest. I'll take your word for it. A Wakayama Prefecture police officer in his 20s landed himself in hot water when he accidentally dropped his fully loaded automatic pistol out the window of his moving police car. What? How do you... Uh, okay, that I I don't How... really understand. The weapon came loose from his uniform while he was leaning out of the patrol car's side window. A bit before 8 o'clock on September 14th in Wakayama City, the officer was in a vehicle heading down a main road. Suddenly, another car was about to pull out from the side street. In effort to stop said car, the officer stuck the upper half of his body out the window to signal the vehicle to wait. However, in doing so, knocked his weapon off, I guess his holster, and it tumbled onto the road. When the officer noticed the gun had gone missing, a team of 50 cops was assembled and scoured the streets for it. But thankfully, a local man was walking by and already spotted the pistol and turned it into the nearest police station as a lost item. Although it's probably an incident that could happen to anyone with a deadly weapon and a message to convey from a moving vehicle, some netizens had some things to say about it, such as, some wild stuff is going on in Wakayama. Scary. What if some maniac had picked it up? If it were me, I wouldn't have told anyone I dropped it. This guy will probably have to resign. At first, I thought he did it on purpose. How do you accidentally lose a gun? By the way, the reason why the officer leaned out the window to stop the car, it was because he was part of a motorcade protecting Prime Minister Shinzo Abe, who was leaving a campaign rally in the city. Strangely enough, none of the comments seem to be all too concerned with the fact that this happened while guarding the head of government. Still, though, it's probably a good thing that this happened in one of the safer areas of a country notorious for its honest citizenry. 
and especially lucky that it happened later at night when kids were less likely to be around. I suppose the lesson is this, you know? Not to drop loaded guns on the street, though that really should ha shouldn't have been to be a lesson. Good God. I feel like we've talked about a story like this before where the latch came off of the gun holster and the gun fell out. I feel like if we didn't talk about a story about it, then I saw something about it, which is Probably. way too frequent for my liking. Probably. All right, Ichigo. On to a happier note that doesn't involve guns, but might involve your favorite candy bar. Oh. Um, <laughs> Kit Kat Bar, pun intended, opens in Tokyo and serves new Japanese umeshu plum sake Kit Kats with cocktail pairings. The first ever Kit Kat cocktail pairings, say that five times fast, are part of a range of special offerings to celebrate the new alcoholic chocolates ahead of their nationwide release. Earlier this year, Nestle Japan, not America, which makes me sad, announced that they would release another sake-based Kit Kat to their range, this time featuring the flavor of umeshu, or traditional plum liqueur. Following the huge success of their pre previous premium sake Kit Kat release created in conjunction with the esteemed brewery from Toyama Prefecture and the former Japanese soccer star Hitoshi Nakata, Nestle brought Nakata back on board for their latest release and this time Wakayama-based Heoa Shuzo is providing sake-based plum-flavored alcohol for the collaboration. It sounds delightful! Mm. Um, I like... Kit Kats a lot. They used to be my favorite candy bar, and I do love the sake ones. Now, there are some Kit Kats that are not for the faint of heart, but these Japanese sake Kit Kat kits uh, seem to be called officially Umeshi Tsuru Ume Kit Kats. Um, the new Ume Sake Kit Kats are scheduled to be released nationwide on the 18th of September, but for a limited time, you can get your hands on one before the rest of the country. They mean Japan, guys. Does. At a special pop-up bar called Craft Sake Week at Kit Kat Bar. The lo location is at Sitan, a cafe bar hostel in Tokyo's Nihonbashi neighborhood. And the pop-up bar has a host of impressive features to honor the Kit Kat and its star alcohol ingredient. Overseeing everything in the space is the former soccer superstar Nakata, who's now a sake superstar. <laughs> Using his wealth of experience and over 350 local sake breweries to help design products that promote the beauty of Japanese rice wine throughout Japan and the rest of the world. Wow, this is a lot of fancy stuff. Yeah, first up, I love Kit Kats. A limited number of beautiful sake glasses on sale by Milano, which have, which is not the off-brand Lolita brand, but they're actually an esteemed ceramicist's work. Yosuke Hayashi in collaboration with Nakata and they use designs that enhance the taste and fragrance of sake while conveying traditional Japanese beauty. There's also a gorgeous sake tasting area where customers can enjoy a selection of four kinds of umeshu and 12 sakes from around Japan all chosen by the soccer guy with different brewery representatives on hand each day to help you with your selection. Both the bar and counter and lamp are made with the layers of wooden boxes or masu which are traditionally used for measuring rice and sake and someone sometimes used as sake drinking vessels 
Um, if you guys have ever watched live action old school Japanese films and you see them drinking out of a wooden box, that is what these are. Um, yeah, they also serve other foods like cured mackerel and tofu sour creme tartine for $4.46. Um, yeah, they've basically created a menu exclusively for the Kit Kat pop-up bar. And the chef in charge is Shinobu Namei, the executive chef at Tokyo's Le Effervescence, a French restaurant, which has both tested my Japanese and French uh, pronunciation, as well as been awarded two Michelin stars uh, every year since 2015. And yeah, it basically is a place I might just have to go. I have to see. Uh, the cocktails that have been specially designed can only be tasted at this bar. And I'm trying to find information on when it closes. But they have specialty tonics. They've got different cocktails. They've got coladas. They have Kit Kat bars. Like, what? what is there not to like? Um, darn, it looks like the last day of this particular uh, cafe pop-up is the 24th of September. So unfortunately, I will not be able to experience it, but it looks like it's a ton of fun. Mm. And, and Damien agrees with me. Yes, he, he does. Likes cats He's like my human. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just plopped his ass on my keyboard. Of course he did. Mm-hmm. So while you pry him off the keyboard we're gonna go ahead and take our last break of the night and we're going to wrap up tonight's show so we'll be back
Well, we ran late as per normal. We talk about conventions. But then again, as we did prior episodes, we've been like banking time. So it carried over. Anywho, Mako-chan called it a night. Her tooth is kicking her ass. So she'll be in much better spirits in a couple of days. So it's just me and Ichigo. But, um, yay! My ear. <laughs> it's okay, though. So just we just want to let you know, if you like the show, tell a friend. They in turn tell another friend, and so on and so forth. We're independent bloggers. We're independent podcasters. We do this for the fun of it. So what we're telling what we like and don't like, we're being straight up honest with you. So if you have any questions about the show, drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that is podcast at animejamsession.com. We want to know what's up. We're here to believe you. Check out our website at AnimeJamSession.com where you'll see links to our convention photos and videos, our podcast, our convention reports, our cosplay tips and tutorials, editorials, and other cool stuff. So check us out at AnimeJamSession.com. Well, don't forget, you can find our podcast on various sites, iTunes, Stitcher, Groove, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and Player FM. You can check us out there and find all of our episodes up there for your listening pleasure. And if you have a moment, if you like the show, drop us a comment. We want to know what you think of it. We greatly appreciate that. And don't forget to follow us on our social media pages. Uh, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook all goes to Anime Jam Session. So I just want to say to all of our fans out there who follow us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook, thank you so much. We really appreciate it, and we really could not do the show without y'all. And don't forget to follow us at Vogue Network. Uh, our show is live Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern. Encore presentations Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern. All right, so we're going to go around the room. Last words, Ichigo. This room really isn't round, Ranma. It's more of like an infinity symbol. Um, Yeah, so it's been fun. Uh, Yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed my story about Dragon Con. It's a lot of ranting. Um, I'm getting ready to be in Pennsylvania this weekend for a steampunk fashion show. So if you find yourself in Columbia and want to check out the National Clock and Timepiece Museum, definitely stop by. It's a free event, so it's super fun. See uh, you there. My last words is, um, I think I'm going to catch up with My Little Pony. I, I didn't watch last week's episode because I was out of town. And that's basically is it. That is it. End of list. We're getting out of here. We'll be back next week with our back to school special. Um, if things change to the family issues, I will let you all know and we'll postpone stuff. But as it goes, we're taking it one day at a time. So that's it. I'm Ranma. And I'm Ichigo. Great fight. Great night. See you next week. Yamatane. Say goodnight, Ichigo. Goodnight, Ichigo. Say goodnight, Ranma. Goodnight, Ranma. Hey! Hey! <laughs> Damn it. Good night, y'all. Good night. This podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on this show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it. For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com 
and vognetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane!